Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is so wonderful to have you company today for episode 301, the hangover episode, hangover <laughs> from the big the big party. Um, joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben, g'day, g'day. Frank, hello, hello. and Scotty, hello there. who does know, he, he don't be oh, fooled by on, the music. I want to play the song again. <laughs> Scotty does know Do it. quite Get a bit of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There it is. Uh, very well done, Master Frank, on the 300, pressing all the right buttons. Ooh, and- uh, it's pr- no pressure, like, you know, being live in front of masses type pressure. It's, um, yeah. You know, I, I do this, I do uh, at the school, like, often there's assemblies and stuff where I'm controlling, you know, screens and. And that's fine because it's, you know, it's only like 400 odd students who turn and give you a funny look if something goes silly. But I just go. Nah, teacher gave me a dodge PowerPoint. Not my fault. Easy. This is 100% my fault if it goes tits up. So uh, I think it went all right. Did well. <laughs> well, Telio gives us really the tick true tick of approval. Yeah. So we're waiting on you, Telio. <laughs> and speaking of Telio, actually, what we've got on today is we're going to take a quick look back at 300 episodes and pick our faves from that run. We've got news. We've got Frank's. Hit or shit predictions oh, for yeah. his 10 movies. And then we've got a, a review of the Ant-Man Quantumania. So we're going to fit a lot into this episode. We're going to be punchy. But a very special tribute was received for our 300th episode. And due to some technical difficulties, didn't get to play it. We're going to do it now. So it's a surprise. The, the technical difficulties were those awful red beards yes. that we're all still picking out of our teeth. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, We were terrifically distracted. So Tilo actually arranged this for the 300, I think originally to be played on there. So apologies for uh, missing that. It's just, it, there's so much hypercolour. We're all wearing those ridiculous sunnies. Um, I blame the flavoured milk. Clearly it's a flavoured milk. <laughs> it was that... Pre-stage two diabetes milk. That you drink. Um, All right. Now, so I think Scotty's the only one that's seen this. Is yes. that right? I did do a proof viewing of this. Correct. Okay. okay so let's, fire away. I'm going to bring this up on the screen here. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, guys. Hello and welcome to the Toy Power Podcast, where we talk about well, you got it, toys and everything pop culture. So this is Michael Bell, one of the voices besides your conscience, of your past. (laughs) And to name a few uh, things that I've done that you may have heard, uh, Duke and G.I. Joe, Prowl, Sideswipe, Swoop, and a few more Transformers, Handy Lazy and Grouchy Smurf, and a lot of heroes and bad guys on and off screen. So I'm here to congratulate Frank, Trent, Ben, uh, Scott, and the late, great Darren for their amazing podcast, friendship, community, and the epic milestone of 300 episodes. So thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you around the toy aisle. Until next time, good journey. (laughs) 
<laughs> what a legend. What an absolute wow. Michael Bell. That was fantastic. Thank you, Tilio, for putting that Amazing. together. That And there's going to be some great clips from that we can use yeah. going forward. Michael oh, wow. Bell. Um, he, he seemed genuinely impressed by the fact we'd done 300 yeah. episodes. Like yeah, that. yeah. Look I mean, on his face. Ah, oh, how good is that? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank Wonderful. you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. That is amazing. that is a cracker. <laughs> and he's still got the voice. Look at him. He mm. sounds sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, uh, look back at three hundred. Yep. Well done, guys. Like, nice. yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Uh, it's epic. And what's what's your favourite? Do you have a favourite so moment? I've got a couple. couple. I've yeah. got a couple. Okay. So shout, out. shout out. One of the questions was uh, directly honed in on it. One of my favourite episodes it would have to be number 100 with uh, Davey Damaged on sure. board with us, uh, shouting out all the vintage toy lines and things, uh, getting all the masses and things to vote and stuff and compiling a list of things of all the toy lines that had play sets and then, you know, oh, someone's voted for that, crossed off the list, yeah. you know, and then finding the ones that no one voted for and that list just <laughs> shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Like, yeah. it was amazing. Uh, so that, and Davey was just, you know, in his element, making us, you know, uh, in his mind, building a cosplay of wearing the... Um, you know, Eternia uh, boots. boots and things <laughs> and stuff like... Honestly, that is one of the key episodes I can go back and listen to because it is just so well uh, done and uh, it's just so much information and yep. just the hype of 10 to 1, you know, covering the play sets and things. Just uh, amazing episode. And, you know, a bit of a, you know, big-headed myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I freaking love the the toys that never got a toy line. Like, you know, us coming up with that. Um, I, I came up with the Mad Max thing and I went over to Trent's and I measured the, the scale of the mask. The mask, that's you know, right. Things, I remember and I that. Made up this idea of click and collect, yep. cl- you know, um, you know weaponry yep. and uh, armour and things and... Oh, that was such a fun thing. And you prick. Whilst, I was going to shout out that episode oh, as well. Oh, oh, and, and, and special shout out to Phil Keating, Phil Keating who was on course. that episode. And whilst I'd love to do it again, I feel we've hit it so well and yeah, hard. And it's hard yep, to do with, with all the modern toys. You know, there's not many properties out there that aren't getting toy lines yeah. uh, anymore. So that might be something we look at, you know, in the, in the future. But still, I think I feel we've done the best that we could, yep. uh, and um, you know that episode. You know, sometimes when you put so much effort to, into an episode, and it just come, you know, received so well yep. um, that sort of like you just hang your hat on it and yep. uh, yeah, retire it. So nice. cheers, beautiful. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in in case somebody else picks this episode. But I also want to give a shout out to the worst toys uh, episode that we did <laughs> yeah. that talked about. <laughs> Some truly horrific things. Everything from uh, like the pet rock uh, craze, the daddy saddle, the daddy, the daddy saddle, saddle. <laughs> famous joke that refuses to die, um, and it, and it was hilarious watching Darren try to like defend some of these things because again didn't want to upset people and stuff, and he was just. Oh, but you know the pet rocks were okay, and yeah. I'm like, no, no, they weren't. Like, <laughs> the, uh, and then the he meat. chose military turtles. <laughs> the meat. Oh, I know, right? God. Uh, yeah, the Rocky Balboa Rocky meat. Balboa meat we, well, that yeah. was the action figure. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> half a pig. Um, yeah, Wonderful. classic. Yeah. Uh, look, how can, how can we go past the episode where we had? Dave and Casey on board oh. with the fast food yes. action figures yeah. and the controversial quiz at yes. the end of that episode. <laughs> yeah. Cheetah Gates. <laughs> and in all fairness, yes. I do have plans to revisit the okay. sequel to this nice. quiz okay. at some nice. point because yep. Davey really, really 
wants revenge. Yeah, of course. Well, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Very good. Now, look, great moments. I, I Just to shout out a few, I love the the mask episode we did where there was just like um, random karaoke. Yes. And it yes. was, that it bring, bring on the whole mask charade. Mas- that debate. The, the mask <laughs> Clearly it's masquerade. Well, it's mask charade. Um, and, masquerade, uh, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's the most aggressive we've seen Darren. He's like, no, it's mas- masquerade. Like, yeah, it, just, it was certain. It was not taking anyone's rubbish that day. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, but I, I have to shout out something that just... I don't think I'll ever forget this. It was episode, I think, 113. Mm. And we all came here, actually. It was in the middle. Normally, we record Toy Power at night. In fact, I reckon 299 out of 300 episodes have been at night. Yep. But one of those was the interview with Brian Flynn. And we mm-hmm. wanted to obviously accommodate Brian, who was doing a you know, fantastic thing coming on the show all the way from San the Diego? States. Yeah, yep. from, from that uh, West Coast. Um, and he was... Like it was so good to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was like we'd finally were playing with the big boys. We had a, like you know, a proper interview with with a, you know manufacturer of a toy company that was hot yeah. and still is hot and and does some amazing things. And just Darren, I think Darren obviously was so excited by that, and to get a few nuggets of yep. information. Where he felt like you know we're breaking news Exclusive. here on Toy Power. Yeah, yeah, it was always about you know wanting to <laughs> wanting to break news and wanting to, yes. to do something. And just I can visualize it because we were at the moment we're in we're in your toy room, Frank, and yeah. we're in the where we would normally record. But for whatever reason, we're in the front room. I think that was, was like shortly after we'd sort of the, moved into the house, and right. this was literally the middle of the room was just toys I hadn't unpacked right. yet. Gotcha. So we, we yep. weren't able to because there was a couple we even did in the. Like the living room. That's, That's right. right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, but that just sticks in my mind the the hype and the excitement and how wonderful the conversation yeah. was with Brian. So, yeah, some amazing journeys, lots, so many memories, and obviously, you know, with Scotty on board now, but th- those memories with Darren, mm. that they'll live with me forever. Um. So, so many cherished memories, and and obviously, you know, the the fan like three hundred the three hundred episode. <laughs> can I just say? Um, Anita, so this is Davey's wife, <laughs> filmed his reaction. We, to... we gave her the heads up yeah, to say, cause... hey, uh, there might be something uh, Dave can relate to in our cosplay <laughs> effort. Uh, can you just maybe turn your camera on, uh, you know, when we go live and see his reaction? We can't repeat what he said. Uh, on but it was this all show. praise. <laughs> yeah, it was all, it was all you know, standing ovation. Uh, yeah. He just uh, went, no one's done it better. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's the best looking but version of him he's ever what seen. What was so good is even while he's watching it, he was dressed like we would dress. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> like it's just a Saturday night around the house. But oh, it was it was beautiful. It was so yeah. well done. So I love that. Love Never that. changed, Davey. Yeah. No, you, we, no. we, we aspire to be you uh, you, and uh, that's why we it's all chose. Done. Yeah. All done with love. Um, that's it. All right. Anything else from around the grounds? Scotty's thank, idea. Th- is thank that you for everybody yeah. uh, tuning in. Uh, for the 300 yeah. uh, we, if we haven't got your uh, item in the mail yet please be patient we are all work full time and things we will get to you yeah. very shortly it's coming it's, coming. it's all yeah. coming that's great alright we're going to head into this 3 2 1 cue music so what have you got for me All right, Obscura time. Obscura. What are we looking at here? Is it Jolly Old St. Nick? 
in his... What sports team is he going for? The Celtics? <laughs> green and yes. yellow? Green and yellow? Is that, yeah, is that Celtics? Yeah, I think Celtics is green and white, but okay. close enough. Uh, yeah, so this is part of the Four Horsemen uh, are doing a retailer appreciation uh, wave. And yep. basically, this is tied into the... Uh, the green and purple uh, headless horseman we shouted out uh, a couple of weeks back. That was the first of their uh, figure obscure releases, and these are one-offs that um, they've done previously. We saw the classic uh, Santa in this case done in the the classic red and white. This is the uh, the green and sort of yeah off-white uh, version of that. So it's essentially a repaint, but we know the four horsemen and their you know sort of mythic legions uh, line and the quality you get from that. Um, so it comes with uh, a whole bunch of accessories. We get our alternate heads. Um, we get stuff that it's all compatible, of course, with your Mythic Legion stuff. There's even a like a Santa sack yep. full of actual goodies, and I believe this is different from the red and white version you would get. Correct. So yes, it's yep. not you're not just getting a straight up repaint. You're yeah. getting new tooling and stuff in this. So. Um, There's a yeah. couple of cute little animals there, like a little duck and a little baby fox yeah. at the yeah. front there. Like they're just like they're almost either toys or little friends of Santa. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is the Green Robes Figure Obscura Father Christmas. It goes for about US seventy dollars and is up for pre-order, um, which means the quantities are not limited, and you can order as many as you like from all the places you regularly get your mythic legions brilliant um, yeah very very exciting all right moving on to wave eight of thundercats ultimates we were teased with the finger holding up the blazing sword of hechi man and we are also getting a wily kit aluro and captain shiner these are great i think everyone was really looking forward to the wily kit that just pretty much leaves wily cat in terms of the main Thundercats cast, and then you're done, unless you got the Mattel version of the two-pack, which was, I think, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Um, You get Captain Shiner, who, again, has more of his cartoon influences in there. And one of the really cool features he's got is the cross arms. I I don't know why more toy companies don't do this. Last time I remember seeing it was... M. Bison, I yes. think, with the Soto figures, and he had that. Yeah, you know, so it's a single piece that plugs into both arms, and so they can cross their arms realistically. And for your your big bad guys who like to lord it over, I'm thinking, you know, your Cobra Commanders and these sorts yep. of bag. It's it's a wonderful accessory to have. Yeah, yeah, very very clever. Hachiman is incredible. I think he's probably my favorite of yeah. this wave. He's got the alternate head which is the helmeted head version he's got the removed helmet version with the cool bandana across the forehead comes with multiple hands uh, samurai swords and that like we said from the teaser this sort of uh, crackling crystal electricity version he's holding it up with one finger which is excellent aluro is probably the out of left field yeah yeah. the oddball character i don't really remember him from the tv show but he he never had uh, an original figure in the ljn toy line but he is sort of like a hypnotist type character he looks like a big goblin Mm. he's got purple skin pointy ears and long kind of gray hair and he's sort of wearing almost a bit of a blacksmith style of get up with the the long robes comes with i think various hypnotic orbs and and scepters and a few other little trinkets as well um the wily kit just also comes with her lasso uh the hoverboard and kind of like a flight stand which has a smoke Mm. effect um so some pretty cool accessories there it's it's odd though like 
the Wiley kit is a very, very small figure. Yeah. And while she comes with the kind of hoverboard, it's not anything to the extent that like the sewer surfing Mikey came with in the mm. TMNT Ultimates, and she's a $55 figure. So Oof. it's uh, you're paying a lot for her. Only one alt head, which is the winking head. Very cool, but um, expensive nonetheless for what you're getting. Each are due to go for 55 USD with a ship date of winter 2023. So about six to eight months away, mm. potentially. So if you're a Thundercats fan, get your orders in. And what I liked about this, I think the promo picks seem to be actual yeah. production prototypes. Yep. And it gives you a really good idea of scale as well, with them all standing next to each other. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, all right. You go. You go. All right. Up next, we have from Toddy Todd and the McFarlane Bunch, a Titans... That's what we're calling it from now on. <laughs> Toddy Todd and the McFarlane Bunch. I'm going to put it to the Brady Bunch theme song. Done. Wicked. Love it. We have a lovely range of figures in the Titans-style figures with a reveal of Donna Troy. We have Dick as Nightwing. We have Raven. We have Arsenal. And these four figures come together to produce a builder figure of the Beast. And it's not a small, nimble-style beast. He's a big, hulking beast. Big, big Beast Boy. Beast yes, boy, yeah. he looks absolutely wonderful. These figures all appear to be inspired by their comic representation or possibly even a, a computer game-style generation. Mm. It's, it's not sort of the Teen Titans no. iteration we're getting here. So we're getting sort of that more... Grown up, aggressive, yeah, good looking action. F you, Batman style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like them. I think they look cool, uh, especially uh, the uh, Raven. Raven's my pick awesome. of the bunch. Yeah, yeah very, very yeah, cool. She's really cool. Pre-orders very... go live, pretty much now. now yeah, much go now. get your fix. Yeah. I did. I did see one comment. The uh, the Nightwing. You know, they all these these McFarlane figures come with a stand. They come with a little collector card. Uh, the collector card has, of course, wonderful artwork. Nightwing's there with his two uh, nightsticks. Yep. The figure does not come with nightsticks. Oh, what? And so we so can't, we can't have went, guns. Yeah. Right? Now we can't have I was, sticks. I was wondering if that Jeez. was a thing. I, I'm, I'm guessing it was a cost type mm. thing. Wow. But I hope it's that and not that they can't put this, blunt I, force. The superpowers. I mean, looks like she comes with a sword and stuff. So yep. apparently yeah. swords are still okay, but she <laughs> can't have blunt instruments. Now. The, the superpowers version of him. So the three and three quarter yeah. yes. uh, comes with batons. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's I think whoever it was commented basically uh, saying, "Hey, here's a here's a picture of Nightwing using his sticks." But you don't get them in the box. Yeah. Like it's just a really weird. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, cool. too. yeah. Anyway, moving on to the other side of the comics universe in Marvel Legends, we get a reveal of the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three figures. We all knew these were coming. It was just a matter of when. We get in this wave. It's an all MCU wave. None of this mixture things that we've seen in other waves. We get a Star Lord. We get Groot. We get Rocket. We get Nebula. We get Mantis, Trax, and Adam Warlock. I think there's two of those that don't come with the Builder figure pieces um, because the Builder figure is one of the more unique ones. He's a small little dog, otherwise known as Cosmo, the space dog astronaut that I think features in. Um, at least one of the movies. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, he's, he's got two. four appearances in the MCU. If you're looking oh, for, oh yes, it. yeah, 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 yep, yep. yep. Um, well, what good is that spacesuit going to do when he's got exposed tail and paws? That's your issue with this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a talking space dog. <laughs> okay. He's yeah. also in a wave with a talking raccoon and a and a, and a tree. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I, know I feel we need better protection. Yeah. 
I don't want that tail getting frostbite. <laughs> How can you tell if he's happy if yeah. the tail you know, <laughs> well, drops off? Like, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of images. Word of warning: if you are one of these people who wants to stay away from spoilers, um, there were some earlier shots of this wave, and Groot in particular has a feature yeah. that basically is now in the the shots you see later on. Yep. Is not there, and I feel like that's uh, the Marvel, the movie makers and, going and take it out, uh-uh, take it yeah. out, take it out. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, um, uh, right. I've so, seen that shot. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw. And it you, you sort yeah. of feel you sit there and go, "That could have been a cool moment slash reveal in the film." Yeah. yeah. And now anyone who's seen those pictures will know it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. yeah, but anyway, um. Yeah, they've since changed it. Groot does. Groot is in the the buff version, which I really love. He comes with a little baby. Like a rocket raccoon as the raccoon yeah, that he can hold so in his hand, which I think is a really nice yeah. touch. Um, and, so he, and most notably, they're all wearing the uh, universal blue outfit yes. that, that you've got the original. Space yeah, yeah, this is the, the, the comic accurate yeah. sort of um, suit that they wore originally. Um, yeah, so they're all they're all wearing that. These are the usual Marvel Legends prices, and you get them from all the usual places. Coming in spring in the USA, so that'll be just in time for the movie um, this year. Cool. All right, moving right along, we have the studio series. So this is Transformers. We have 86 Snarl. Snarl is obviously the Stegosaurus from the Dinobots, and he is 55 USD, released in August. He looks freaking amazing. Love him. Like, this is leader yep. class as well. Yeah, so he's right. that real he's big, a big boy. You know, probably be $100 by the time it gets here type yep. thing. Yep. Um, amazing. Chunky like. as perfect upgrade from the G1 and yep. things. Uh, never got a masterpiece and things. And Correct. this is just awesome. Uh, he's got all the highlights that you can, you know, close your eyes and think what Snarl looks like. Red, gray, uh, black, um, you know, grey and things. Yeah. Not quite metallicized, but no, uh, it's still, not chromed, but... Uh, you know, really, really cool. A few little blue accents here and there and things. And he just looks like chunky. Yeah. Like uh, he's going to be a real boss on your shelf. So, yeah. And that almost rounds out your Dinobots. I think now we're only waiting for Swoop. Yeah, well, Swoop, there's, yeah. Now been, there's been sort of listing slash rumours that swoop is coming sort nice. of, um, yep. later this year. Yeah, got, thing, so. but also you can't release them all at once because a no. hundred dollars <laughs> each. That's yeah. you know five hundred bucks. That's right. Uh, it's uh, you quite spread them out. Yeah, exactly. But if you've got a lot of money to spend, you can also spend it on another uh, Dinobot. You can uh, go towards the dark side and check out Shattered Glass Grimlock. So if you're familiar with the Shattered Glass series, this is changing Autobots into Decepticons and Decepticons into Autobots. So what does that mean? That means a, a you know a color palette change. So you can transform you know Bumblebee from yellow into black. You can then transform Grimlock into black and purple with orange highlights. Yeah, it's a perfect repaint uh, sellability. It's a cool comic book series, um, and yeah, it's an uh, opportunity to sell a um, you know variation color and things for those <laughs> that want it. I think we've seen Jetfire and yep, things yep. you know done it. In a, I think this is really cool. It looks almost exactly the same as the original Dinobots uh, from the leader class and things. Yep. 55 USD, 23 steps to transform him. Um, yeah, he looks really cool. And uh, yeah, if you're into the you know crossover of dimensions and things, uh, good versus evil, uh, I recommend grabbing him because he is uh, yeah cool. I think you could almost get 
the regular Grimlock and have uh, him on shelf in robot mode mm. and then have this shattered yep. glass uh, in Dinobot mode in his uh, trans- Tyrannosaurus Rex mode and it wouldn't look yep. too out of place. Yeah, yep. correct. Uh, the palette isn't uh, and, and the colours they've chosen, it's a Triptychon homage as well. Oh, yeah. good yeah. good point. Which I is, had not seen thought, that. Yeah, the little flecks yeah. of green and, yep. and stuff and the yeah. whites of the neck, it's, yep. it's Triptychon all over. Nice. Yeah. 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 Good well, call. Yeah, some... Something that might be a little bit divisive. We'll mm. see the thoughts around the room, but we have now finally had official reveals for are the these new. Official reveals? I think these are official. Okay, but, I, but, but, this but, finally. I, no, no, I don't think these are like if you share these on your Facebook page. I guess take them down. Or maybe they're not then. Okay, right. But they're they're clear pictures. Yes, okay, yes. maybe still unofficial. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, the upcoming animated film by Seth Rogen. Yes. We have a reveal of the first wave, which is essentially, uh, by the looks of it, nine figures. We get the four turtles, Bebop, Rocksteady, Leatherhead, Splinter, and what is sort of like Baxter, but he's titled... called Superfly. Superfly. So it might be a slightly different take on the character. Very, very interesting. We get a full look at the animation style and then them translated into figures. It's really odd. Like one thing I find really odd is uh, Mikey's head is just giant, and like I think I don't know if that's a, a mistake on the toy or if it's how he nah, I think is. That's, I think that's how he is. Yeah. Sort of looking big, at big some head. of the, the the animation pics that have leaked, like that's yep. the you know they're they're doing them all in different sizes. You know Donnie's right. a bit taller, Mikey's is headed towards the smaller one. Raph's a bit beefier. Mikey in this iteration does have look. If you look at the artwork yeah. to the left, he's got. Just an oversized giant. head to his body. I've seen all sorts of comparisons to, you know, Stewie from Family Guy and, <laughs> yeah. and these sorts of things. Well, like, yeah. Well, on, the, on the subject of big heads, you know, how Jeez. can we not talk about <laughs> Rocksteady, like, who he's, is just he's about just a, a, head. a pop vinyl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it, I, it's very comic-like. Like, he's not big and intimidating I guess he maybe he is portrayed like that, but yeah, his head is ginormous, and they have to put it sideways to fit it in the clamshell. Yeah. The other thing that stands out to me, look, I don't, I don't mind these figures. Like, there's a few that I think with like the Rocksteady, there's a few that are a bit, well, they're different in terms of mm. the design, and that's that's okay. One thing that gets me, or just point out, is a lot of line work around the eyes and teeth, yes. right? So quite often with the turtles, you won't see the dark or the outline, the cartoon outline. Mm. And it's quite, it stands out quite a bit, particularly on the Mikey. So yeah. that's one thing. Otherwise, I think the colors and the proportions are quite nice. They come with a very traditional weapons rack in the background, mm-hmm. little baby turtle. I remember when I met a guy who was selling some yeah, Playmate stuff. He, he said, look, saying, these are going to be, coming, yeah. yeah, they're coming and they're kind of very, vintage inspired mm-hmm. and I see what he's saying now that I see the kind of final packaging shots in hand interestingly the splinter terrible he, well <laughs> he he's wearing sunglasses which it, it doesn't give him that sensei yeah, I've feel. zoomed in on it and they seem to be like the you know the the atypical nerd glasses like thick rimmed sort of oh stuff. like Steve Urkel style yeah yep. and so I'm going well they're going in one of two directions with this uh, like you know they're making Splinter a nerd which okay he you know read books to teach yeah. ninjutsu you can sort of work with that the other one I'm really hoping they're not is this is some knock on the old, you know, three blind mice type joke that Splinter, Splinter is blind. Right, okay. And I'm like, you could do blind. I think you, yeah. know, you could work with blind. I think he's like, you know, like he's, he's a, he doesn't need his sight. He's yes. still a ninja master. But 
I don't know. That it could go either yeah. way. Yeah. No, okay. Um, uh, out of these, I quite like the leatherhead. He's mm. he's funny looking. Like yeah. uh, he's not a menacing looking leatherhead. I quite like him. And Bebop is giving me real movie vibes. Yes. Like movie. Yeah. Uh, looks very similar proportions in the figure. Yep. Well, Bebop's um, got a wicked looking gun. Like his drill gun is massive. Oh, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Rock Leatherhead's uh, sort of got like binoculars yes. on, like sort of looking through. Uh, fly Fly Guy or whatever Super his name. Fly, Superfly. Yeah. He's got a huge arm, like much like a Clawful or something from yeah. Masters. Uh, so I'm not sure. I, I like him, but is he going to be a um, you know a trooper or an army builder, or is he an mm. actual character on point. his own? Uh, I, you know, it'd be cool if we find out that he's one of Baxter's henchmen. Well, I mean, the, if you look at the the gun that comes with him, True. That, that's yeah. so inspired from the original yeah. um, Baxter toy. So you'd maybe they yeah. just thought, you know, Baxter Stockman's not exactly a cool yep. mutant name. No, yep. cool. so that's what they've, they've sort of gone yep. with. Like the turtles themselves, I I think you know the Mikey head sort of notwithstanding, um, I think they're pretty good. They uh, yeah. Jay Harps, I think on our Discord noted that they all come with pre-mutated versions yep. like yep. little baby turtles essentially um which is a nice little a nice little nod they've they've still gone with the whole you know raf's got the scars on him because he's the angry one raf does have the full bandana that covers his whole yep. head not just the eyes which is nice um yeah i, I, I like him i i, I want to get wave one yeah yep. i think so I'll what if though it. what if the movie is crap i'll be okay with that look yeah. i've got I like to have every new, at least wave one of every new version. I've got the right. Sure. I know we had this debate when Rise came mm. out, and I think I might be the only person in the room that got all the Rise stuff that yep. came out. And I didn't resonate with the cartoon at all. I couldn't watch it, but I like I like having those figures in my collection, sure. and I think I'll do the same for that. Yeah. So nice. I don't think I'll be turned off by the film. I'm. I really want to like this film. I. I don't think it'll be for me, but I'm. I'm hoping it'll yeah. have enough that I come out going. You know what? That was fun. We well, sort of go. Seth Rogen is our kind of age. He's yeah. grown up with the turtles in the same way we did. So yep. hopefully he's got enough. And it and it's funny. Everyone says, "Oh, it's Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen." It's Seth Rogen's company. I don't know how directly involved Seth himself is in it, and he's obviously not the only voice in the room. Yeah, there are lots of, of other people involved. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I mean, he's done the boys, so you know. Oh, his company did the boys, did yep. it? Oh, yep. okay. Yep. Um. For me, these are a miss. Easy pass. I don't need to collect these at all, which is kind of a weight off my shoulders that yep. I don't, you know, it's oh gosh, th- this is something that I does not, um, you know, tickle me at all. So therefore, I don't need to chase out. But then on the flip side, you know, if you guys are hunting them, I'll be happy to pick them up for you guys. Um, but of course, if they do a shredder, I was gonna uh, say. I'll, I'll, I'll crank him. Um, yeah, yeah. I've even got the rise shredder that I'm... Uh, originally poo pooed on, so uh, <laughs> gotta do it. Yeah, You're gotta, a shredder guy. Yeah, yeah. And talking about all things nineties, we've got a first glimpse of the biker mice from Mars. Uh, thanks to the Toy Collector magazine front page shot from issue four. Uh, so we've got Vinny Throttle and um, Vinny Throttle and oh, I've lost drawing a blank. Vinny Throttle and I can't remember. Anyway, so we've got. But he doesn't know. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Um, we've got th- well, any shout out if you know it. Yeah. Like, don't Trust me, back. Scotty doesn't know either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
My only uh, can uh, Vinny. Vinny is the other one, yeah. right? Vinny. Vinny's the white one. Vinny's the white ma- mouse. So yep. throt- throttle is the leader. Um, uh, the other, the then you got the grey one, which is the um, you know, got the uh, cyborg robot, arm. Robot arm. He looks cool. He looks cool, uh, good. But Vinny, Vinny just has dead eyes. Yeah, like, he, he does. Just, doesn't he? He, he <laughs> Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Red, red pupils. He going. just like there's no expression. And I've no put on the run sheet. It's you yeah, know the um the, the other ones. The, the originals. Yeah. So these are the originals. At least he's got a stern look about him, you know. And I think they've really missed that. They've uh, just I, put this vanilla yep. face on them, yep. and and for that reason alone, uh, I I you know I just think oh, oh gosh, there, there's some. I think this is my personal opinion. Sometimes when these things get done in a computer, you just lose just, and it's not much. Yeah. But the finesse in the hand, being able to craft some of those expressions, yep. Yep. you. It, we are so attuned to seeing faces. I was exactly the same when I yeah. saw that white mouse. I actually, I, I zoomed in on the face and took a photo and was going to send it around yeah. and, and make that comment. Yeah. But I, I didn't for whatever reason. But yeah, it, I think, you know, like the sculpted figure of the 90s has much more charisma yeah. in that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, I think they'll look awesome with their helmets on and even better, I can't wait to see their bikes. And But if they don't, if they can't get the bikes and things nailed, can't get the fish head guy, you know, and all that, uh, the villains and things, um, you know, this this line could go uh, fairly deep, you know, probably yep. at least a dozen figures without even trying. Um, but the bikes and things are part of the... It's, it's, yeah, it's in the title. Yeah, bike you know? mice, yeah. Yeah, yep, it is. Uh, yep. So um, that'll be interesting to see how that comes. Well, what's the... Are you, you know, there's text across the knees, but presumably they have the knee joints... I'm sure Ready these, to get them I, on the bikes? I'm sure, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they have to. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be, you know, Marvel Legend-esque uh, articulation. Yep. But this is just, uh, you know, the first preview. There's not much else. Um, but it's pretty cool to see the Nasil company who's making these, uh, you know, pushing forward and, um, you know, actually making a bit of a name for themselves. And yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, Biker Mice are dead in the water. So. 100%. Well, it says on the front also, 90s property to join Nacelle's shared universe. So yeah. Yeah. Nacelle also, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're doing Silverhawks as well. Like they yes. bought that. And are doing the same thing. They're rebooting a cartoon. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Sectors. They own Sectors. Yep. Yeah. So yep, are we going to like shared universe? Are they are they MCUing this and tying I feel every, like they all are. the properties together? It's Brian Vox Weiss. So yeah. you know, the toys that made us, uh, movies that made us. So you know he's got that love and passion for these properties. Yep. Why not bring them together if you yeah. own them? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to see where this goes. And I think that'll build uh, a better storyline if they can cross worlds than just being by themselves. Yep. 100%. The, uh, the name of the three biker mice from Mars are, as Ben said, <laughs> Throttle, Vinny, and Modo. Or Modo. Oh, Modo. Oh. Modo's, Modo's the grey one with the uh, uh, bionic arm. Yep. Sorry. I <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Modo? Yeah. Not Mondo? Moto, M-O-D-O. Moto, Moto, Moto. Sorry, he's got a eye patch and stuff. He was my favourite. I had him and uh, my little brother had Vinny. So, yeah. Nice. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> All right. So, we're now going to... I, unfortunately, had to miss the um, hit and uh, shit uh, movie reviews that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, so I'm just going to quickly throw in my scores. I think Scotty, you've got a tally going as far as yep. numbers, and so we can sort of add them Populate, all up. Yes. Um, obviously, a little bit's changed since then because we Ant Man has come out and we have seen that, so we'll leave that one to last so we can actually all talk about it. So we've seen the movie. Um, but going through first one, uh, Cocaine Bear 
look, it's going to be a train wreck, but it's going to be a fun train wreck to watch. <laughs> like, um, it's not going to win an Oscar, nah. but it's going to make you laugh. That's going to be a hit for me. That's going to be a 16 out of 19. Okay. That one. Uh, what do we got next? Honor Among Thieves. Dungeons and Dragons. Look, there was another, during the week, actually, there was another little clip that was released, um, and it was something around uh, him trying to create a spell or, or whatever. And I, I was reading the comments, and you got these... Some people who just went, oh, this is going to be rubbish, blah, blah. But then you had people who said, look, I'm a hardcore D&D person. I played it for years ago. The conversation they're having there is almost is. exactly what happens okay. when you play the game. Yep. So the the hardcore people actually seem to be kind the, of positive about it. And well, I got a um, I got a, a group of friends. Uh, D&D is a big part of what they love and yep. are into. And they all play it. I'm sort of uh, came into the group a bit later, but they all grew yeah. up together down at Millicent. And this movie came up and they're like, hey, lads, let's get together and watch it. Yeah. And so I think I think for the, the hardcore fans, there's definitely a, an appeal. Yep. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe you're spot on. Yeah, so I'm quietly optimistic about this. Chris Pine, um, I love him. Like, there's just something charming about him or I, even if he's the villain, I can't hate him type thing. So I think it's going to be a hit. It may not be, you know, it's probably going to skew younger to, I think, what you guys said at the time. But I think this is this is a, a, a franchise sleeper waiting to happen because okay. it's just all right. They they kill the big dragon. Guess what? There's another big mystical threat that they can just pull out of out of anywhere and and riding on the waves of Stranger Things and and that sort of thing. Yep. I think this is gonna this is about fifteen out of nineteen. Okay. I reckon. Good call. Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise could not care less. The horror genre is hard to do and also probably not my thing, to be completely honest. Um, I give this a meh out of 19. Okay, meh. Official <laughs> number. Super Mario. Super Mario, look, I think it looks good, but you guys mentioned about the voices part of it. I feel like they've done that thing where they want to have so many famous people in it for the sake of having famous people, not that they're the right um, talent. talent for yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yep. Um, it looks amazing, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to that people are realizing they're watching a cutscene from the game. Like that's, and I don't think you can build a franchise around that. Personally, I think, I think this is on the on the borderline, but I'm going to say this is a poop for me. Okay. I'm going to say 12, 12 out of nineteen. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, that's one. I really hope I'm wrong, yeah. but I just just don't have a good feeling about it. Interesting that that con. You know, the concept of a cut scene from a movie, it's a high risk for yeah. this sort of thing. Yeah. And there's certainly parts of the trailer that look like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how much substance it actually has. We'll see what happens. Guardians 3, I'll keep this one super short. In James Gunn, we trust. I have no doubt this is going to be a hit. This is a 19 out of 19. Oh, so nice. Gone. He's going to sign them off in spectacular fashion. He's, you know, that's his baby. Done. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh I think you touched on this, Trent. It's hard to back that up second time around because it was such a, oh my God, what am I watching type thing. Um, so trying to pull, trying to recapture lightning in a bottle type thing. Um, I still think it's going to be a hit because even if they retread the same steps, it's such a unique style. 16 out of 19, that's going to be a hit. Hey, Transformers Rise of the Beast. I want it to be good. <laughs> I really want it to be good. I just don't think it will be. Say um, the word. <laughs> Say the word. It's it, it's a poop. <laughs> Say the word. It's, shit. <laughs> it's uh, at best I give it an eleven out of nineteen. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm happy to be proven wrong on that one. Uh, Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Look, we've sort of spoken to that a little bit. Seth's style is not for everyone, but 
again, it's got to try and walk that tightrope between people like us and then appeal to the kids who are going to buy all the merch and the toys and stuff. Um, I just, I'm going to say hit for the kids at 16, but for us, it's probably more likely a 10 out of 19 if I had to rank it for me. So we'll go with 10. Is that an S or an H? That's a, that's a poop. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hope I'm wrong. I really do. Uh, June part two. Look, I'll be honest. I struggled with the first one. I just found it really slow to watch and just, you know, you guys made jokes about a, a 50 second ship landing <laughs> yeah. scene. I was so like, good. It's about 40 <laughs> seconds too long for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Fair call. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not excited to watch the new one. I, I think it'll be a commercial hit. I think it will do really well. But if I'm rating yep. it for me, it's a 13 out of 19, okay. I think, which is on the borderline, borderline? Of, of a hit. Yeah. So, okay. well, it's just if it captures your interest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, look, I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong. So I'll, I'll, I'll say hit. That's that's just on that 12 and 13 uh, border. Now, Ant-Man, now we've all seen that. Look, going into having not seen it at the time I wrote this, I would have said um, a hit at 15 out of 19, but I won't go into any more detail because okay. I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to talk that's about. That's our last segment. Yep. Right about, if I can find the right button now. May the force be with you. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. All right, we'll get into this without spoilers and we'll let you know if we're getting into spoiler territory. Ring the alarm and away we go. Overall thoughts? Yeah, overall thoughts. It was a cool Star Wars movie in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, look, just for me... I I'm a big fan of the Ant-Man franchise. I love the heist. I love the kind of the the lovable, you know, bad guy. Bum, he's, yeah. he's he's not bad. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's mm. just made some bad choices and and wound up doing some heists and, and getting in trouble. This one went into the quantum realm, and you know, like it starts off. I think this movie starts off wonderfully. Scott Lang walking down the street <laughs> yes. and it's got the monologue, right? Yeah. It's him and it's so hilarious. Spoilers, okay. Right. Well, <laughs> we've seen it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. He, it, it's it's wonderful. When you go into the quantum realm, it just becomes a CGI fest. And then, like at the end of the film, you're back in the real world and it's like, ah, there's sort of... Refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, and there's something draining about having to watch two hours of film that's just... Everything is CGI. I just found that really hard, yep. to be honest. So so my thoughts were there, there were moments of this that were great, but it was just bogged down by being overly, I mean, unnecessarily CGI in my opinion. Yep. And that, yep. that damaged some of the story. A few characters probably that didn't quite hit where I wanted um, as well. And you go, you know, maybe they're just there because they have to be there. Mm. And, and, and maybe they weren't written with... with the love and thought, but it had some wonderful moments. It was entertaining. I was sitting next to um, uh, RJ, so Richard. He um, he dozed off a couple of times. Now he had been doing some shift work, right. but you know he he sort of struggled to to make it through. Hmm. So yeah, like had its had its flaws. Definitely, Benno. Oh, <laughs> I, like I, I yeah, cut copy paste what Trent said. Like 
the, the last two films we've had heist, you know, issues, and it's been very localized to the one city type thing. Yeah. This felt like, as I said, you know, making the joke about Star Wars, this felt like a universal problem. Like, and bringing uh, Kang on for the, as the, um, you know, the the bad guy, mm. it's like now this is entering Thanos level of, um, you know villain and he's going to be the next you know phase yeah. what are we in yeah. phase four what? phase five or whatever yeah. this is going to be the thang the thanos like threat but things like uh bringing in um modok like i'm like oh cool modok you know i think you can re-listen to the episode modok's going to be in there cool mm. i look forward to him i hope he's not like the cartoon where he's just a you know a annoying. um a, a, yeah annoying <laughs> and a joke and a just uh, you know thing, and unfortunately, he was worse than the cartoon. He was the joke, wasn't and yeah. and like, yeah. and I mean, this is spoiler territory, but I there there was no concern that anyone was in real trouble. Right, the yeah. whole film, I'm like, well, everyone's going to be okay. Um, Modok was built out to be this massive. Oh, the you know, the intro was fantastic. Like, how threatening was yeah, he in that the, intro? The crazy, um, you death know, machine. Yeah, yeah, death machine, the murderer, the most feared character in the universe. And then he lifted his faceplate up, and he was a joke. Yep. And they played For the rest on that. Of the film, yeah. They played yeah. on that the first time. Okay, Damn. so he he is a joke. Uh, uh, and gee, he that looked, went on. He yeah. looked like oh. a joke. Second time round, I didn't even you know smirk. Like it yeah. wasn't even funny. Third, fourth time I've seen him, I'm like, this guy isn't even a threat anymore. Get him away. He Get is such yeah. a uh, eye-gouging uh, mess of a visual effect. Yeah. You know, I just... And, and for that reason, it toned down any threat level. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. definitely. Um, of course. You know, a Kang I thought was epic. Yeah. But... And I'm getting in... Yeah, I will, I'll leave that in my other thoughts about that later. So you, you go <laughs> now. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I take your point, Trent, about it being CG heavy. Normally, I'm a fan of, like, CG stuff. But there was a point where I just went, this whole movie, other than the, the bookends, the start and the end, it's all in front of a green screen. And even your... your uh, Infinity Wars and some of those big movies, they have those quieter moments where they're just they're in a building and it's it's an actual set and your brain can pick the difference you in those. Can. Yeah. This being in a totally fantastical world, it had had shades of Guardians too for me. Like once they get onto Ego's planet, you, your brain just knows that you're looking at this. Thing. And don't get me wrong, it looks gorgeous, but your brain knows that that's not real. Yeah. You can have all the best effects and the lighting and all the rest of it, um, but you still know. So. It felt a little bit strange to me. I felt like Paul Rudd wasn't given much opportunity other than those the start and the end to be Paul Rudd. Yeah. That makes, and yep. that's part of the charm of those first two movies. He's the goofball. He's a screw-up. And he's just he's in a superhero suit and just making it by. Um, yeah, this it just felt strange. I thought uh, Michelle Pfeiffer stole the show, yep. arguably. Like she was she was the heartbeat of the, the Ant-Man movie. Wasp was largely pushed to the side, unfortunately. Yeah. Cassie See, Lang was just a little bit vanilla. Like Ca- Cassie Lang looked like the chick from um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. She looked with her suit. Yeah, yeah the yeah. suit. Yeah, uh, yeah it's too similar. Yeah. And um, uh, what uh, Wasp is it? Wasp, yeah. Wasp. Because since she cut her hair, not not I'm not a fan. Like <laughs> uh, you know, she doesn't doesn't emulate that. Yeah, you know? I just felt like she didn't have a lot. To, she didn't to do, her role. Really? No. Yeah. And that, that's my point. It was sort of. Yeah. You've got these characters. You put them into this mix. What do they all do? You know, yeah. they're not all necessarily relevant. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas was good. The limited time he had, I thought yeah. he did a good job. 
And they're like, the Bill Murray is just like, what? It's, I don't need Bill Murray just to play Bill Murray in yeah. every one of his depressing and I style like, of characters. I feel like that scene went on too long. As yeah. Well. Like, it was it was okay. For, for, no, for no payoff. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Scott. It, um, sorry, yes, we've talked a lot. Go, Scotty. My thoughts. Well, to me, this was kind of like a lovely outing where you've got a day on the trains. You go down to the train station. You're all excited. Train spotting. You're pumped up. <laughs> it's a very you, train you, spotting. You dive into better. a toilet. You yeah. won't see that in the MCU. <laughs> You're super excited. I've purchased my ticket. I've got my food. We're the awesome we company. Go. Yep, awesome company, of course. We're in the cinema. We're sitting down. We're ready. The train's starting, and away we go. And I'm, I'm pumped. I am legitimately yeah. invested in this. I really want this ride to be wonderful. And we're chugging away. We're chugging away. And yep, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, bit of a bump there. That's fine. I'm on board. This is all good. We're on a train. Another bump. All right, no problems. And then all of a sudden, bang! We are derailed, and this thing is off the tracks, and it's a complete disaster. <laughs> That is a wonderful analogy. Yes. I like yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, we do have to mention the fact we all watched this, Sans Frank, together, yep. but it was Toys and Beers, so this is put on by Brett. Davey did the trailers. The, this was the, the best part of the bloody night, honestly. How did it start off with oh. a bit of Flash Gordon? Okay, guys, oh. I've got to ask you, yeah. when that first trailer started, how quickly did I react? There uh, was, yours, straight in. <laughs> But I could hear you. <laughs> I, I set that up for you, just so you know. When there Thank was there was chat in the, oh, Davey, you want to do the trailers? As soon as Davey said, yep, I'll do it, I messaged him. I said, you got to put old school Flash Gordon yep. in there. Yep. <laughs> like, and and, like, and right. that's exactly what it was. It was the first trailer that came up, and you get that iconic Flash music, you know, the dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> So good. I kid you not, you hear dun and I yeah. knew what it was straight away. I'm out of my seat. I nearly punched my wife in the face jumping out of my seat. I was so excited, so yeah. pumped yeah. up. Nice. The whole scene was like, what the hell are we... Oh, oh yeah. now Flash I know Gordon. what it is. Yeah. Actually, that was fantastic because he did a combo of old movies and some really obscure ones at that with terrible special effects. <laughs> there was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was really cool, but also like... Ads for South Australian icons oh, yeah. like oh, Dazzle Land and wow. Magic Mountain yeah. and that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like it was really, really well done. And actually, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. But there was just there was sort of goosebump stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that moment. I, I love the bit. It's like land. It's, yeah. it's like uh, come to Magic Mountain. You can get fries, yeah. uh, burger, <sighs> chips. Six dollars fifty. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. yeah. Now nowadays you'd pay twenty six fifty for yeah. for a yeah, combo yeah. like that <laughs> at a at a venue like that. Anyway, it's just like wow, times have changed. Um, now, mad respect to Davey. He always uh, pulls through. I, I I don't know what movie it was, but there was that character that had the armor suit. Yes. That used to be, and I'm the whole time I'm thinking Blue Beetle. Like, is this what Blue Beetle was going to be uh, like? That was the Guyver movie. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness! Oh, that was terrible, but yeah, hilarious at the same time. All right, let's get into spoilerific thoughts because I'm keen to throw some bombs down. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's Go the sound it. of the alarm. But so, yep. my, spoilerific thoughts. So, the thing is, like, we've got Kang. Kang is amazing, mm. brilliantly played by that actor. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. amazing. He's great. He was, great. He was toned. He was uh, got an awesome little backstory and things of how he came. Got a, a feel for him, like, oh, he's stuck here, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer helps him and, you know, rebuild his ship and things. But the, the there were things that didn't add up, like, you know, okay, that, you know, and there's the um, you know follow on from uh, Loki. Yeah. You know, okay, I believe this is the same Kang character because he's been shunned from this universe. But in the end of the movie, he's sort of dead. 
like you know and then we, that version of Kang exactly yeah. but that th- that's the only version I want to see moving forward yeah you don't you want know? Pharaoh Kang I don't, or... I don't want I don't want monster lizard man Kang and yeah, things I yeah, want yeah. that we want Kang I want I want that Kang and now I know that Kang exists. I that's every I want every single Kang to act yep. exactly like him. And and I just feel like well now I've got to restart. You know, even mm. if he you know, I just it becomes a bit silly, doesn't it? Just this infinite roster of Kangs they I, can pull I, from. I understand yeah. what they're trying to do and I'm, it's probably comic book accurate and things, but that's the Kang you know, if if Thanos kept dying yeah. five times through the yeah, um, you like know end game, Pedro Mustache, it's like all Thanos. of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> well, this Thanos isn't as uh, well, I mean, scary. They, they kind of did that trick with the whole going back in time. They killed the what is it? Opening ten minutes of yeah, yeah, end game, they yeah. cut his head off, and then yeah, but it was Thanos still Thanos, but it was just yeah, yeah. Thanos. Anyway, from, so that yeah. so that's my thing with yeah, Kang I get as well. that. I get that. The other thing I noticed is um, Scott Lang. Is fighting through. Everyone's fighting. You know, growing big, growing small. Cool. You know, he's abs- he's got a few burn marks on his outfit and things, mm. but he's all good and and things. And they go into that. You know, oh man, we're gonna win the the day, even though we saw it coming a mile away. Mm. And it wasn't until he fought one on one with Kang did he actually start seeing him battle actually damage, battle yeah. damage. It's like you've you've just gone through this war where hundreds of people have passed away, buildings are alive and walking <laughs> around and yeah, things. Yeah. And all you've got a few with burn marks, and until you go hand to hand, toe to toe with Kang himself, is when you start real suing damage. Yeah. But I also then thought, well, Kang could just you know phase blast everyone. Like the 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 power levels didn't seem no, right. No, didn't match, did it? Uh, you know, that like was, Kang could <laughs> just snap his fingers like Thanos can and obliterate. There was a ridiculous Lang. scene where. Kang is just, you know, just demolishing, evaporate, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the heroes all line up, and then they just sort of battle each other yeah. in another like punchy, punchy. But why would they, just because yeah. they've got plot armor doesn't mean that, that <laughs> you wouldn't just yeah, just shoot them, just yeah. shoot them. Like what? Yeah. Why did why did why did you engage hand to hand combat? What's the point? Yeah. So I, 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 I don't. I feel the power levels. Power were, levels are not um, right. Yeah. That's the risk of going. Yes, oh, we're gonna yes. we're gonna give you the biggest powerful. You know, like, it just yep. becomes silly. Yeah, mm. that that annoyed me. That that because it was so it was juxtaposed. He literally stops shooting, as, and they just do the, the hero shot up. and they line up. Yeah. What, why? Yeah, plot yep. armor. That's it. it. That's it. Mm. And the, the the bit that got like sort of like that they, they just can't men- they can't talk. There's nothing they can do. We know it's a film. It brings you out because you go okay. That's not what would happen. Mm. And then, like, there's a scene just a bit before that where the where Michael Douglas appears with these ants. The ants. <laughs> and then he's, he's giving the backstory. And he's like, because you know, I was like, this is really cool. You know, these are the ants that got yep. sucked yeah, into. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to save like, the show. Yeah. I thought they were going to be the, you know, yeah. crescendo winning element that yep. wins, wins the whole it, day. Right. And, and, and they, they sort of, kind as of quickly as they came, they, they were went, forgotten yeah. about. Yeah. But in, in the explanation, they sort of like, they do this explanation of, well, what happened is like, you know, the ants were falling and they went into this temporal rift where time moved slower and they developed their own colony. <laughs> this, it's like, well, what, what a crap explanation. <laughs> you know, just magically went into a time slower zone and now they've come out super advanced. I'm like, oh, that's just bollocks. <laughs> I, I didn't buy that for one minute. It's just sort of like, yeah. It was it was a, a device to bring the ants back to an Ant Man. But it was did, right? because silly. If you think about those first ones. Silly they, explanation. They actually make 
the, I think the one of the very early, in MN one, the first time you see that you go, oh, how useless are ants? You can step on them. I get you it. know they yeah. they cover up the camera and stuff. It was it was a throwback cool. to that to say, hey, ants are still useful even in the quantum realm. They just is the how they got. But there. it was just a nice convenient. Yeah. Uh, we want to put in super chirp charged ants. Let's just make up a you know, a zone where time moves <laughs> there's, slower. There's no rules like, in the I know, but, the it, thing. but there's still like just broad believability. Ant- you, don't, you, you just want to. There's, there's that part where Ant Man goes into the um, you know, the gets too close to that orb uh, thing, yep. and he transforms, and there's all the different factors 100 million, of hundred yep. million things. So he's going, and there's like, my God, like this is you know powerful to the senses, trying yep. to work out which is which. But then Wasp comes in and there's no real effect to her. She she was able to... Yeah, you she, know, well, there were ones popping out, but yeah, she... Yeah. But she was able to singly, you know, hone her senses into, I need to save uh, Scott Lang yep. and not have any effect. So they, they, but I feel they p- built that up too much for Scott Lang, but didn't... Yeah, didn't have the equivalent. Have the, yeah. yeah. Um, a thing on Wasp, you know, I don't know. Uh, am I looking too deep into it? Just see all these little things that I can't help but feel... End of the day, there was no concern that anyone was in real trouble. Yeah, like, like, that, that's, that's it for me. All those moments sort of take you out of... I know it's fantastical and I know it's a comic book movie and that's fine. But really, you should be able to write these things so they come across with some depth or some mm. you know, some stakes or something. I or think some when you've got five, essentially five lead characters with Ant-Man, Wasp, Cassie, you know, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, I think... Kill Michael Douglas off for a bit of a bit, need, of, bit of stakes. Do you know what I mean? I kill Hank one Pym. of the yeah. <laughs> Hey? Kill Hank Pym. He yeah. just comes back in the next Avengers crossover. Well <laughs> Okay. You know, this is comic books. Yes, these people never truly die. But I think, you know, when when your your attempt at making the audience care about a character is Modoc, you know, big headed Darren, like a not not our Darren to clarify, but Darren Cross in the movie. Um, he just it it it, it fell flat. You know, they were, you were supposed to care about this character who'd been the butt of jokes for the whole thing, and not even great jokes at that. Um, it came down to toilet humour. You don't humor. need five lead Came characters. down to I'm a dickhead. I'm a yeah. yeah, yeah that I was know. Line, that it? was that was the same. That was the groan that. moment for me, <laughs> oh. where he was charging through, going, "I am a dickhead." Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Someone wrote that. Someone let the guy act it out. Someone did the special effects Somebody for it. Someone, it. Yeah, like it just got kept getting. <laughs> no one said what. The, what the a, worst thing about the special effects, and I hate to admit it, is done in South Australia. Those oh, special really? effects. Is that Rising Sun Pictures? Uh, no? Might have been. Right, yeah, okay. but they. I, they, I did. But, he, sorry, you. Go. They they were told to um, put all their effort into Wakanda Forever, yeah, and exactly then and then um, say, yeah. any any extra time oh, you've got, Ant-Man. Uh, put into Ant Man. So yep. Wakanda Forever got ninety percent of, of the, the work, yep. and uh, the, the effort, the, the funding, the, and yeah. all that. Yeah. Right. So there's and there's been articles around about how Marvel treat their special effects people because there's so much pressure on them yep. and little time constraints and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, but that's exactly what I heard. That The special effects people, of course, coming out anonymously, just went, if you weren't working on Wakanda forever, Marvel didn't really care that much. Like, you know, Ant-Man was just a side project, which is, I get it, there's a lot more emotion attached to yeah. something like Wakanda forever, but at the same time, they made a quite a big deal that this is the start of Phase 5 and it's Kang and it's all important. If your movie takes place 95% in a, in a green screen, you've got to get that stuff right. Otherwise, it it kind of falls flat. It, I actually had to look at the end and I just went, surely this is a different 
director from the last two Ant-Man films. Same person. Okay. And so you sort of sit there and go, like it felt tonally different. It did. It did. Yeah, to totally. all of them. So I always went, yep. look, if it's a different director, that's the, you know, like comparing, um, who did Thor 1 and 2? Kenneth Branagh, I believe. Yep. Yes, correct. And then, and then that, that shift when you went yeah. to Taika, Taika. Waititi. Totally different. And, yeah, and you feel that. This felt like that to me, but it was the same same person, um, Peyton Reed. Sean I Peyton, I believe. Peyton, yeah, Peyton, Peyton something. Close enough, good enough. <laughs> All yeah. right, what else have we got to talk about? We've probably talked a little bit about not so hot post credit scenes. There were two from memory. One that felt very much like a prelude to season two of Loki. Oh, yeah. Where they were back in time and they were tracking uh, that, a Kang be, version. That'll be a scene straight out of like scene two. And uh, then, season two, sorry. W- which was the scene where you saw all the Kangs? That was the the stinger at the the very... Oh, no. So the first one? Multi-Kang multi was one. the mid-credit yeah. where you see all the different versions of Kang and then I believe the Loki one was right at the end. And yeah. that just... So I didn't miss it. The multi-Kang sequence in the arena where they'd yep. summoned every Kang from yep. across the multiverse. They confirmed, or at least the Kangs thought Kang was dead. This yes. this troublesome they, variant they, they had to, to banish. They referred to him as the, oh, the betrayer or the, the exiled one, I think it was. And they said, oh, so the exiled one is dead. And there was something, oh, how did they kill him? Blah, blah, blah. Like, so he is actually dead, dead. Yeah, okay. So you're in a, you're a Kang. Right, you're one of the you know a variant of mm-hmm. Kang, and and you get summoned to this massive arena by Super Kangs yeah. or the the kind of Pharaoh Kangs yeah. or whatever, and you've got seat ZZ99 <laughs> up the back, yeah, like in the nosebleeds. You're gonna be a little like you're you're <laughs> Super Kang from your version, and why are you getting ZZ99? Why aren't yeah. you Pharaoh Kang at the you know why aren't you control like? Did it just make a mockery of kind of Kangs by having all these Kangs? Would 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 Kang? But that, but that's would what Kang I'm, be happy with seat Z? Like would that Kang? I would have thought yeah. that Kang wouldn't be happy. That, that's being what I'm put saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is it needs to be one Kang fluid from start to finish. Yep. You know, and so mm. and and I said this last episode. I'm reading Invincible right now, right? And I just can't help but feel they have done it so bloody well. Yeah. There's this character. Who can cross multiverses in there, right? And he's so he grabs all the same of him in all from all the different universes, plugs them into machine, and gets all their memories and things planted into his brain. So he gets his massive freaking crazy mutant brain type thing, and then he's like, "I know this, I know that, I know where to go. If I get hurt, I know to go to this universe. I know to go to that universe." And then he plots his little plot against fighting Invincible himself, yep. right? And he can pull from other, his universes Versions. and yeah. things. And it is just so well told. It's well thought and out, he right? Is, he, is, <laughs> he is monumentally concerning right. on the level of yeah. threats. Like he is, you know, up there in the A grade of threats. And I look at him and then I compare Kang and I'm like, Kang's just died. And then you've got this whole... Uh, you know, auditorium of other Kangs mm. who look different. I mean, some of the, you know, I, I noticed there was a lizard face one, very comic book throwback. Cool. So it's things. cool. Yeah. But it why they cool, just shout? They're just yelling like yeah, hooligans. Yeah. But but there's, they're not acting know, they're not, like this Kang. But they're all, almost hooraying at the fact that the bad one, you know, the exiled, the exiled one, yeah. one is now dead. Yeah, so they can triumph. And it's like, well, 
Are You're you sitting be- in seat ZZ99. <laughs> what do you got to cheer about? You know, You're shit Kang at the back. <laughs> so I just, I just, I just don't see. I still don't feel the threat level no, of I, Kang I, yet. I think like your invincible story. Yep. There'll be some sort of similar event where they all merge into one. Mm. And mm. this is yeah. the Kang, and then that's Maybe. how ultimately that's... three years from now, four yep. years from now, that's how he gets defeated because there is one Kang. They. Yeah, uh, right now it feels like they've just thrown all this stuff at the wall. But you know, you maybe, just, maybe they've got I, it. I feel like there is a plan. We just, we just don't know. What don't it see is. it yet. Yeah, um, but I just don't th- feel the threat level. No. You know, again, yeah, it goes back fair. to that threat level of um, I just don't feel it, and it takes me out of the movie when there's no when the bad yeah. guy oh, is not a super threat. Yeah. and gets taken out. I would have felt differently if one of the main heroes. Um, died. died, and I know they're stuck in the quantum realm and things, but like that doesn't yeah, to me it, feel that they're not going to get out again. Hundred percent. To me, Kang should have won, yes. not died. Like this, Kang should have just destroyed Ant Man. Yep, should have won, and then and they're like, shit, he's out. Yeah, he's out, and he's a threat, and we're stuck here, or we're dead, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're picking up the pieces. I was convinced that was how it was going to end because of how they set Kang up. So the ending for me was so disappointing. Mm. So disappointing. They could refilm the last five minutes of the film yep. and pretty much save the whole damn movie <laughs> yeah. if they did that. I kill reckon, off the five yeah. heroes, kill them off, done. See you later. Who cares? Yep. We're done with these guys anyway. Yeah, exactly. Kang gets out and because we've been so well invested in what he's been on the screen, yep. he was a true threat, a real menace. I got really, really engrossed in that character throughout the film. Yeah. And all I really wanted him to do was to win. Just get out and win. Yeah. Set it up. Here's B-grade Avengers. Yeah. Flick him off the board. Yep. You get out the quantum verse. And we're like, holy hell, oh, where's this going right. next? Yeah. Give me the next movie I right mean, now. It, it, yeah. He almost te- he basically says as much that at the end when he's walking back down the street. I totally killed the bad guy. Did I? Like, you know, that almost felt like a, a, a dig at the movie just going, yeah, that, that's probably what should have happened. Oh, that man. He shouldn't have, you know. And I was waiting in that moment. It was like, it's just silly enough a movie that this could happen. You know, he's sitting there. He's at the birthday party, whatever it is, questioning. And I was waiting for, like, the waiter to give him food. And that was, like, Jonathan Majors yeah. type thing. Just go, oh, here's your here's your beer, sir. And he's like, ah! And then cut. Like, they didn't yeah. do it. But yep. that would have perhaps yep. saved it for me. Yep. Hmm. All <laughs> <Good> right. <times. laughs> Are we going to rate oh, this? Should, should we go back and have a look at what yes. our scores yes. Oh, yeah. the pre-watching scores. Yeah, yes. that's a good point. Um, if you guys want to give me some filler while I drag up. Well, I'll, I'll, should we go around and score it and then we can compare back? Yeah. Or so, do you want to you want to record our new scores? Let's just just to talk to the toys briefly. We've seen um, the Cassie Lang wave um, revealed. We've seen it revealed. No actual toys. No, as in... None in hand. No, and this is the thing. Uh, if you look at the... If you, ordering from pop culture as a lot of people are now um they're not coming till july which is kind of ridiculous when you sort of go well the film's basically forgotten about by then we've we'll yeah. seen whatever marvel have got planned next um you know whereas the guardians wave that we sort of mentioned that's coming out pretty much when the movie lands yeah so i don't know what's happened there somebody's somebody's dropped the ball with that mm. How are we going there, Scotty? Okay, so Benjamin scored this as a hit, 17 out of 19. Uh, I t- tonight, after knowing what I know, I'll give it... Like, I didn't hate the film. Yeah. It no. just really bugged me. Uh, it was entertaining, uh, but I probably won't go and watch yep. uh, it again. Uh, I see my pun there where I go. said bug. 
Um, I'm going to get 11. Yeah. Wow, that's a big drop. Mm. Uh, Trent. Uh, yes. Well, look, 18 out of 19. Nah, not even close. <laughs> uh, look, I think this is a borderline shit. I don't think it's. I don't think. Look, it's. I don't think it's terrible. In the sense that it's not a steaming pile, but it's certainly not a hit. I don't think it's a hit. I think at best this is I can the best I can give this is probably a twelve. Yeah, very good. And 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 look, it's just that borderline of it it probably didn't hit the mark that it could have for the reasons that we've talked about. And I think mm-hmm. if they'd done a few things differently, maybe invested a little bit more on the special effects and not had them so overwhelmingly yeah. prevalent and got Kang right, I think it could have been quite good. So, yeah, unfortunately, mediocre. Mm. Frank, you said 15 out of 19. I did say 15. Look, um, I feel I was closer. I'm, I'm probably going to dock it two points. I'm going to go to 13. Um, was kind of it, it's. I always rate these things where when you walk out of the, the cinema, if you go, oh, man, I want to see that again. Yeah. Like that, that puts it straight away into that hit category closer to 19. So... I just and I don't, I don't feel the need to see it again, basically. So yeah, thirteen. All right, I got to say, thinking back about this, it's all style, no substance. Yep, it's all flash. Yep, it's it's like a Transformers movie that it's all wonderful on screen, but there's no soul or body. Yep, behind yeah, that's it. true. Um, in particular, Jonathan Majors absolutely wonderful. Yeah, like, yep. he, he stole the show. Uh, conversely. Modoc, who should have been like right up there with him in terms of menaceable on the screen. Yep. Yep. What a piss take that character oh, that was. That was just yep. so terrible. I was embarrassed. Yep. Like Corey Stoll is an amazing actor. He is awesome. That is a black mark. That's a red mark in his and, and That the, shit. There, there were circumstances where he's standing there hovering and looking at uh, the characters and you could tell there was no... Stretching go, on the, the face. But yeah. there was no, like, he wasn't focusing on anything. Yeah. He was just <laughs> looking out into <laughs> nothing. Into camera, yeah. and, and, like... That's called know. being dead on the inside. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it was wow. really bad. It was really bad. Uh, look, I did rate this as a hit and a 17 out of 19 because I was genuinely really yeah. excited for this film. Uh, reflecting on it, I'm going to remove a whole 10 points from it and give it a 7 out of 19. There we are. I there see, we have I it. I see nothing going yeah. forward from so this film. Could, yeah. Can you add up the two scores? Uh, and, yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. A, a total a difference. Don't ask him to do math. 70, what is it? 76. I manage people, not mathematics. <laughs> 76 <laughs> is the total score. Yeah, we've got brain Come trust. On. Ac- Come on, accounting. Well, I don't know the other numbers. I can't oh, remember okay. them. But... <laughs> Let's just say... It's it, not a great outing for yeah. Ant-Man. It, it took yeah. a fall from grace, for sure. Mm, there uh, you go. All right. So, well, we're off to a cracker of a start with yay, our predictions. Phase five. <laughs> everyone's sitting there going, Phase four was terrible. And you're like, well, it's looking pretty good right now. Hold well, my beer. You know what? <laughs> I'm excited by Loki. I thought the little yeah. sting app made Loki look really cool. Yep. Uh, and if it's, again, Jonathan Majors, let's see what he does. Yep. Maybe we'll be surprised. So... Well, that's the there thing. Go. He, he's got an excuse to go all sorts of ranges and different yeah. places with the character. And look, so. I saw an interview where he seemed to be excited by that prospect in yeah. the sense he was saying, what keeps me motivated is the fact that this version of Kang was acting, different to the yeah. He Who Remains. And what I don't even... Call, challenge. Yeah, yeah, like, so let's... I'll, I'll judge that as it goes. I don't like it, but yeah. let's just see. Yeah, he's a great actor, is. so... yeah. yeah. 
Is that it? Any final comments, closing comments? We had a new Patreon. Oh, yes. Um, Morgatron84. Yes. Morgatron. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're the first Patreon, actually. Bit of, bit of pull back the curtain. When Patreons sign on, they're supposed to be an automatic hook-in where they get access to our Discord without me doing anything. And when I set this up, bloody five years ago, whenever, I couldn't get it working. And I remember speaking to Phil Keating, who has a very similar setup on his show, and he goes, oh, no, no, that's never worked. They keep promising to fix it, but it's been years. It now finally works. works. And I got the the ping to say, hey, we got a new Patreon. So, okay, I've got to send him an email with an invite link. And then I went, oh, wait, he's there. it's all working. It's already done. Like, they've finally fixed it some five years later. (laughs) Hooray! Morgatron, big Transformers fan, loves his masterpiece. Funnily enough, I was doing a local uh, show in the country, Lego, mm, on my Lego, yeah. and uh, he came up and we had a good chat. Nice. And I think he came up and said, oh, how are you going, Hollywood? And I'm like, well, there you go. You're, <laughs> a, you're a Toy Power fan. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Got to know us from one of the toy fairs. So I think oh, sometimes yeah. when we go do a toy fair, we put a little Toy Power card there yep. in our booth and um, yeah, so people come yeah. and then take that away and, and listen. Oh, so it's the second time that style of merchandising <laughs> and uh, <laughs> persuasion, heavy-handed persuasion has worked. <laughs> yeah. We don't do the clockwork orange thing where we force people to listen. But, uh, maybe that's on your marketing uh, budget there, Scott, going forward. Toothpicks in people's ear holes. <laughs> yes, right that's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Good work again. Uh, and again, a big shout out to Telio. Thank you for the lovely cameo for our yeah. 300th episode. That was fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this 301st episode of Toy Power. We hope you enjoyed your time. To all our patrons, thank you for your support. Chatter on the Discord and take care of yourselves, everyone. Stay safe, look after one another, and we'll see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.